to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bowen shielding the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends Bo Wolf and are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings You can't live up to expectations, no. so just do your best <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors <laughs> Just go with what you saw today, okay, yeah. change your opinion daily Yeah, I'm all about that for You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right No yeah. one will remember, no That's one's true. listening Hello everybody, and welcome to your Monday evening edition of Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf here in my bunker. Sheila Kapadia and Zach both in theirs. And uh, I'm not going to ask Sheila about his weekend just yet because we have to start by asking Zach about his weekend, his birthday weekend. Zach, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you. What did you do to celebrate? I, I spent it with my wife and kids. Uh, it, it wasn't much different than... Than the day before, the day before okay. that, the day before that, there wasn't there wasn't much to do. Uh, uh, my wife and my kids baked, but um, that was so. I had a birthday cake, but that was basically it. Just hanging with family. What's your uh, What's your ideal birthday cake? Everybody knows mine from the early days of Birds with Friends. I'm an ice cream cake man. I like the brown crunchies. If it's my choice, every birthday that's what I'm having. But obviously, you you were doing something at home. What what is your uh, top choice for a birthday cake? Yeah. So if it's at home, uh, then I just like the the funfetti cake. Mm. You know, yeah, so can't go wrong. Yeah, can't go wrong there. If it's like a homemade cake. Now, obviously, if you're talking about like, you really um, de-accented the fun there. You, you said funfetti. Uh, like, uh, is I, it funfetti? I, I, is fun the emphasis? Don't you yeah, want to put the yeah. fun in funfetti? You put the emphasis on the wrong, wrong syllable. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, so a funfetti cake. I used to think. <laughs> I used to think it was called a uh, confetti cake uh, mm. until I I, I can see that. was old until I was old enough to see, to uh, to actually buy it in a store and I I could read it. But growing up, I used to think it was called a confetti cake. I can see that. Yeah. And then I, I'm sorry I cut you off. I don't remember what you were about to no, say. No, but I, I do like an ice cream cake, but I, I, I don't know how to make an ice cream cake. Or Nah, so, you got yeah. go to the, go to the Carvel and get yeah, that bad exactly. boy. Yeah. Well, maybe not these days. But, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, on Twitter, virtually gave you a pair of uh, Eli Manning uh, Jordans so you can start your own type of Vinnie Curry collection. Sheil, what would be your virtual gift to, to Zach for his birthday? Not asking him about his birthday. Mm, okay, <laughs> which I, d- I did that as well. <laughs> uh, okay, so we will uh, we will talk about the Eagles' two signings over the weekend, really shaking the foundation of this roster and uh, putting fear inside the heart of the other teams in the <laughs> NFC East. Will Parks and Jatavis Brown. We will get to some of your uh, bird and edge wise questions that came in from uh, the nice listeners who have contributed to our. Uh, fundraising for uh, for food banks across the country, and uh, then we'll get on our way. That's about it. But um, you can check out our grades for Jatavis Brown and Will Parks from all three of us on The Athletic, and uh, it is a good time to remind you that it is during times like this that The Athletic can keep you connected to the teams, the athletes, and the sports you love. Sign up now for a free 90-day trial to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. Just go to theathletic.com slash birdswithfriends for a free 90-day trial. Games aren't being played right now, but the stories that draw us all to sports, those don't go away. So go to theathletic.com slash birdswithfriends. We hope to see you there. Zach had a very interesting interview today with uh, with an interesting sports-related subject that I'm looking forward to reading. Hopefully uh, it went well. Zach, I don't want you to give it away, but uh, how did it go? Uh, it went well. I, I look forward to uh, I, I look forward to writing it. It'll come out this week. It's it's uh, it's not particularly Eagles related, although there are some Eagles components to it. So uh, yeah, check it out on the Athletic. And uh, Shiel, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, uh, 
two things for me. One is the the 90 day free trial. You know, we don't know uh, what the world landscape, what the country landscape, what the sports landscape is going to look like. But if you are listening to this, you are presumably an Eagles fan, an Eagles fan and an NFL fan. And, you know, this is sort of the one aspect of sports that it seems like they are going on business as usual. So the 90 day free trial gets you through the rest of free agency, trades that happen, the draft, all those different things. And from what I can tell is that uh, Eagles fans are still interested in the content, content, reading it and uh, listening to it. So definitely check that out. And then I've got this, which is really caught my eye here. You know, I like to monitor uh, the, the, the Twitter while we do these pods and we have contract terms for Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I don't. Ooh. Do you guys want to take a guess on this? It's a one. It's a one year deal with the Raiders. I don't know if you're interested in taking a guess or not, but go ahead if you want to. Six six million dollars. <laughs> I I I know what it is, so I I will sit oh. out this one. Yeah, so I I will let you uh, <laughs> shock Bo on this one. <laughs> this is insane. Uh, a one year veteran salary benefit deal. Which includes a signing bonus worth $137,000. It's worth $1.047 million. Whoa. $887,000 guaranteed. Now, listen, people are losing their jobs. People are going through hard times. So that is, that is a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. But for a wide receiver in his late 20s with two 60 catch seasons... <laughs> I know, but ser- seriously, that is crazy, low. I that's feel. crazy. Uh, what that means, like that tells me, and I'm I've been making this case with Zach uh, on the beat back and forth that will come out tomorrow. I think the Eagles like need to sign Brashad Perryman or Robbie Anderson, and that tells me that that market is like really low. Go and go and get one of those two guys. Yeah, now I I already submitted my uh, post to Bo before I saw these uh, contracts. <laughs> well, you can terms, search, you can circle back to it. <laughs> certainly, um, if 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 this is the rate for Nelson Aguilar, I got to imagine Rashad Perriman's not commanding, um, you know, eight times as much or six times as much. Well, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So I was. So I've been. Well, let's get into. I, uh, maybe there's my, a, maybe there's something with the knee. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, can we just get into this conversation? Let's because get into I, it. Let's get I, into I wanted. It. I wanted to talk. I think this is a very interesting topic. Is is what they're we'll going save, to do? We'll save Jatavis Brown and Will Parks for after. Let's get. Let's get into okay. the wide receiver. Conversation. Yeah, let's talk about the wide receiver conversation because I've been working on uh, two pieces, uh, sort of league wide ones. One came out today. And one of the trends that, you know, was kind of just a takeaway on the first wave of free agency. And one of the things was just how there are so many teams out there who it feels like are saying, we're going to sit out free agency for we need wide receivers. We're not going to pay for these sort of mediocre guys in free agency. And we are going to wait for the draft. And if, if you know, we had that conversation on the podcast before free agency. And I thought that that was actually a the way to go, a, a smart way. But now I'm with you, Bo, on what you just said, where the market seems to have come down so much. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders got two years, $16 million, which is a very, very reasonable contract, I thought, uh, for the New Orleans Saints. I just told you what Nelson Aguilar got. And so the guys out there who are interesting, it's probably just two guys. I mean, really, Brashad Perriman and Robbie Anderson. And especially if you're the Eagles, those are the two guys that come to mind. So I do think even if you went into free agency and said, you know what? We're not going to dip our toe in that market. I think now is a very smart time, and I think you're going to see a lot of teams doing this. Uh, they might be doing it right now. They might have guys signed before the end of this podcast, but I think there are a lot of teams out there that need wide receiver help who are going to be calling those guys back and saying, all right, let you know, what are your realistic contract options now that you haven't got signed yet? So let me explain why I think the Eagles like need to sign one of those two guys before the draft. Or and and this also includes like if they actually traded for somebody. But uh, then if you're giving up real draft capital, then I don't really know what you're doing with the future. So if the the third round pick is gone with Darius Slay, right? So that's that's a little bit less draft flexibility. Counting on Deshaun Jackson and or Alshon Jeffrey in any way this upcoming season is like such folly. And uh, it is you, you can just throw Howie Roseman's quote right back at him 
in terms of uh, hope is not a strategy. If you're hoping that those guys are going to be healthy, that's uh, ridiculous. And then after well, can those I guys, chime in here or no? Uh, sure. Just real but quick after on those that. guys, it's Greg Ward and, and JJ Arthur Whiteside. So like it's even if you even if you're counting on those guys, you you are still bereft of talent. But go ahead. Well, in Deshaun's case, so we don't know what's going to happen with Alshon. In 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 Deshaun's case, I think you can count on him to like you're you shouldn't go into the season expecting not to have Deshaun Jackson. Now you need a better Why? backup plan than you had last year, but because in his career, he's he's never had a season like it was last year where he Well, in his career he he's never been plays. 33 years old. That's true too. I, I, look, I'm not, I'm not saying count on 16 games from Deshaun Jackson, but I I don't think you can say let's let's pretend like Deshaun's not going to contribute this year. I, I think you're expecting for what you're paying Deshaun Jackson, you're expecting him to be a member of the team and a contributor on the team, and I think you go into it understanding that he's going to miss at least a few games. I think you need to prepare as if he is going to be a non-factor and be wow. pleasantly surprised if he is able to contribute. I think there's I think there's a middle ground there. I actually don't think you guys are probably that far apart in what you're saying. I mean, yes, you are you are paying the player and so you expect you would like to have but you you can't basically have an injury to Deshaun Jackson torpedo your season the way Agreed. you exp- explained it last year so I mean I think it's similar kind of what what you both are saying but you know to even add on to that you know so I was looking up uh first round wide receivers who've been drafted in the first round over the last five years and you know everyone's saying this is a loaded wide receiver draft and you're going to be able to get someone to contribute right away let me read you the names uh, really quickly here from the last five years these are guys drafted in the first round Kevin White Brashad Perriman Philip Dorsett Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker, Amari Cooper, Laquan Treadwell, Corey Coleman, Josh Doxson, Will Fuller, John Ross, Mike Williams, Corey Davis, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Nikhil Harry, Marquise Brown. I mean, that is not an impressive list at all. There's one guy, uh, granted, it's only been five years. There's one guy, uh, and this is not the be-all, end-all, uh, you know, qualification, but one guy on that list who has made a Pro Bowl. There are several guys on that list who didn't do anything with the team that drafted them. There are guys who are struggling to stay in the league. And so I just think this time of year, organizations and really everybody in the discussion about teams is just so way too overconfident about what they think teams are going to get from these guys. I mean, there's been three receivers in the last five years who have had a thousand yard seasons as rookies. So this whole idea of hey, Carson and the young guys and bringing them along, well, that's probably not going to help you that much in 2020. And do you you don't want to throw away a year here in the guy in the quarterback's prime where you do have a lot of talent on this team still. And, and so it's sort of an interesting discussion, I think, in terms of that constant balance between short term and long term. Like when the Eagles compete for a Super Bowl or get back to a Super Bowl, I fully expect the correlation there to be that that year is when they have a really good group of wide receivers. I mean, that seems mm-hmm. like the simplest path to me. And, uh, you know, it, it feels like right now, as of this moment, as we're discussing, it would be tough to get there for 2020. So I, I am very curious to see what they do here. Uh, and whether they make a move at wide receiver before the draft. And now, Shio, my counter, though, my my counter to the argument about drafted wide receivers is let's look just last year at the top 10 wide receivers in terms of annual average salary on the free agent market. Tyrell Williams, Antonio Brown, Devin Funches, Jameson Crowder, Golden Tate, Adam Humphreys, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Cordero Patterson, and Randall Cobb. Um, Wow, Cordero Patterson slipping in there. So, so this is like, and I could go back year, year, the year before, the year before, the year before. Um, Alshon Jeffrey was a good signing for the Eagles back in 2017, but this is a position that historically teams have have, have not been able to hit on in the free agent market. Well, because it's such an important position that the best players don't hit free agency. Yes, but. But the the draft point uh, underscores why I think it's so important that they do need to add one of those guys because on the one hand, yes, you can't count on uh, a, a, a rookie receiver to make an impact. On the other hand, to, okay, believe I, you really convinced me that this is like a historically 
fantastic uh, group of, of rookie wide receivers. Where the Eagles sit at 21, there are two, there are two plans they could have. One would be, okay, this draft is so deep that we're going to be happy with whoever we can get at 21. One of those top three guys is probably not going to be there. And to us, there's no difference between Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins and Jalen Rager. And that's like, that seems ridiculous to me, right? You, you have to have these preferences. You have to sure. have the courage of your convictions. And where they sit, there's no way to guarantee that the one they like is going to be there. And the other flip side could be, okay, they're entering the draft thinking, we are going to make sure that we can move up and get one of those top three guys. Well, guess what? They don't have the ammunition to do that anymore without that third round pick that they traded for Darius Slay. So, uh, and if, and if they're going to like do something really crazy, then they're going to have no draft equ- equity whatsoever. They also have all these long term holes. So going into the draft, knowing that they need to draft a receiver in one of the first two picks, that takes away like what could be the beautiful serendipity of somebody uh, like, you know, some really great edge rusher falling to them unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and that can help solve a long-term issue or or a safety they love or a corner they love. So to box themselves into this situation where they're screwed if they don't come out with a receiver who is an impact player in one of the first two picks, it's it, it, like all of a sudden the uh, optionality that you need to have as a franchise building your roster is totally gone. I agree. I, I, I'm not disputing it. I, I just think that um, the characterization that like they're completely barren, that it's 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 Robert Davis or bust at that position. I, I, I don't necessarily uh, view it like that. No, I, I think they need to address the position, whether it's in free agency or via trade. You can't count entirely on the draft. Um, if that happens after the draft, so be it. I, I, I do think that the Eagles can fool themselves into thinking what happened in 2017 at running back with LeGarrette Blunt and cornerback with Ronald Darby is the norm. It's much harder to plug holes after April. Uh, so I would suggest they do it in the next month. But I, I don't think their passing game is completely barren, at least compared to, say, running back and cornerback in 2017. And this well, is running why back, uh, Running back is a, is a totally different situation because anybody can sign a running back. You know, after the draft for no money, and you you have a fifty fifty chance of that guy doing something. Cornerback, they had you know they didn't. It's not like they just signed Ronald Darby. They had to give up a you know a second yes, exactly. or a third round pick, whatever third it was. Yeah. Uh, so you know, then you're just mortgaging the future. You're, you're compounding things. So I don't know. Like I I think there's I, it's it's crazy to me that it does not seem like they think their wide receiver position is as dire as it looks. And Sheila, I know you were you were uh, we were talking offline. You were going through the Patriots, uh, you know, group of of weapons. I can't imagine that the Eagles league wide are far from the two or three worst group of receivers in the league. I would have to go through every team. I would definitely think they're bottom ten. I would. I think you're probably. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if if I if you kind of go through. I mean, come on, you're talking about JJ Ortega, Whiteside, and Greg Ward is two right. and three. Like, I mean, I liked what Greg Ward did last year, and then it's what it, whatever you get from Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I would certainly think that's at least the worst uh, seven or eight. And so uh, this circles back to why you don't back out of trade talks for DeAndre Hopkins. Is there any scenario? In which on the Eagles internal depth chart, they're, they're, they're not in the facility now. So whatever Howie Roseman has on his computer and Doug Peterson has on his computer, their internal depth chart has the name Alshon Jeffrey on it. See if we can get, if there are any listeners who are good hackers, see if we can get, (laughs) you know, hack into Howie's computer. No, I don't think, I mean, no, I don't think so. You know, they're keeping him on the roster. We'll see what happens. But uh, to start the season, that would seem crazy to me. Agreed. Uh, What was the question? Alshon? If there's if there's yeah. any scenario uh, in which they're saying, well, if Alshon's healthy, he'll contribute. I think there's a scenario in which they think that, but I mean, you're talking about a 30 year old coming off a, a Liz Frank injury. There's no guarantee that he's you know ever gonna be. And he wasn't like, that good last year when yeah, he, wasn't he that looked good like he year. couldn't run at all yeah. last year. And so. Deshaun Jackson, like I, yeah, like he's 32, 33 years old, and last year he suffered like a core injury, and the first time he tried to run like 90%, he busted it up again. Like, I, I There's no guarantee that he's ever going to be able to run full speed again. That's true. Now, if you were to guess, uh, speaking of, of guarantees, if you were to guess on average how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, mm-hmm. what would you say? 
A week, maybe. Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. You know, obviously, in these circumstances, it could be. That's going up. Yeah, it's going up. So that's that's the minimum right there. Basically, a month, if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment. ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan with Roman. There are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, Go to GetRoman.com slash birds for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash birds for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. I do like a Deontay Burnett. Maybe they're, maybe the Eagles are <laughs> thinking he's a, you know, a number one receiver. It also, go. Go, it also, like, if are you making this Carson's team? Like, that you want to make this Carson's team, and you're going to pour all this money into the offensive line to protect him, but you're going to surround him with, like, you know, FBS, whatever it is, uh, level talent? It's, it's so weak. So what's the number that, that it would take for you to sign Robbie Anderson and the number it would take for you to sign Prashad Perryman? I oh. would look at them around 8-ish. Yeah, I feel like I'd I'm, I'd go up to ten for Robbie Anderson. I think like do these guys do these guys want to sign one year deals? I don't know. Yeah, I would try to get a why. I think a one year yeah. deal is great. You want to get the one year deal, then you draft somebody. Hey, that guy looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. JJ Ortega, Whiteside develops whatever you breaks out. You ha- you have other people. Flexibility is the key. You know, this is what they lost with yes. the guaranteeing of the Alshon Jeffrey contract. It's not so much signing. You can sign guys who bust. You can sign guys who are bad moves. It's it's the matter of how long are you tied to them? What do they mean for your future resources? That type of thing. And really, I, I mean, you know, Zach, that list was good that you read. You really should be exploring every avenue. I mean, is there a young guy on another team who's not getting a shot, who maybe, you know, the average fan has never heard of, who you'd like his potential and you can give something up for him and get him. I mean, this is part partially Foster. given the situation they're in. It's about taking a lot of swings. It, you're right. It's not an ideal situation. You have other holes to fill. The free agency market is not great. But yeah, I, I mean, you can't go into next season with this group of wide receivers and then hoping, uh, you know, counting that a rookie is going to give you uh, a really strong first season. I, I think that certainly would be a mistake. So you kind of have to set the floor here with what the wide receiver group's going to look like, in my opinion. I think if the Eagles do not enter the draft with one significant addition to the wide receiver group, they have they have failed in the pre-draft process. Wow. You see, that's where I would just, I, I wouldn't make. I think they need to add a receiver. Um, I, I I wouldn't use as strong of language about it as as you did. That was kind of the disagreement we had in the beat back and forth. But we are in agreement that they can't just say, let's go with this group and a rookie and a rookie or two and be okay. They, they need somebody who at least has, has some type of track record of success. It really does sort of bring back that conversation we had on the last podcast about you know them uh, we talked about Malcolm Jenkins them letting him go and them wanting it to be Carson Wentz's locker room and stuff you know there are hints that they really learned bad lessons from the way last season ended uh, i don't know yeah. if that's the case <laughs> we'll see what they do the rest of the way but man I, you know that would not be the lesson i would learn from last year's that hey look you know him and a bunch of young guys he, he carried the team a little bit and they had success I mean, that I, I would say that was a good thing that certainly happened for his growth and development. But again, I mean, the easiest way to get the best version of Carson Wentz is to, ta- is to surround him with talented, talented players to catch the football. The only lesson they should have learned last year is, uh, you know, thanking the Lord above every single day that, they're play- that they play in the NFC East. That's the only mm-hmm. lesson they should have learned. That's true. On the good side. I'd agree. Uh, okay, let's talk about the two signings they did make. 
this weekend, and uh, we got to give we got to give Zeberm the credit, the full shout out. At the end of the last pod, we said, "Who's the guy they're going to sign?" Zeberm goes with the Philly guy, and Will Parks. He knocks it out of the park. Yeah, how about that? I mean, I always count on Zeberm to just pick the Philly guy, and it That's really true. it really paid off in this situation. What, what kind of nice did you job. have? Some, did you have some insight there? Or were you just going with the Philly guy? Perhaps a little bit of both. But, oh, uh, oh, 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 fresh, fresh off the birthday, feeling <laughs> good, taking away. If I do think it's interesting that we're what uh, twenty-four minutes in and we're getting to this. If Bo had predicted that, my God, we would have spent the first eight nine minutes on how brilliant he is. So thank you, Zach, for not making us go through that. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was. Uh, I just thought it was a signing that 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 made sense. If you look at the playing style, if you look at the age profile. Uh, the uh, you know he was used in a variety of ways in Denver. I think as Shield mentioned in in our grades, that's that's the type of player the Eagles are leaning toward in the secondary. They want these hybrid players. Uh, he can play safety. He can play nickel. He can uh, blitz for you. So so there's a handful of things he can do. He can also contribute on special teams. I'm curious to see. I still think they're going into this thinking Jalen Mills is the Malcolm Jenkins replacement, but I'm curious to see what the competition's like between Parks and Mills. Um, and yeah, I, I give them credit for the signing because I, I think uh, I think it's the type of player that that they should have targeted this offseason. and a one year deal, low risk deal. But uh, I think this is I think this is a guy who can outperform his contract. I agree. Yeah, that that's totally my bottom line is this is the type of guy, if you want to get a younger roster and trust your scouts, these are the types of guys you should be looking for. Now, he might come in and he might not be good. He, you know, he, he might not play well and you might look back at it and say, what were they thinking? But that's like, that's the kind of stuff you can live with. You're not going to get every evaluation right. But this is a younger guy who, as you mentioned, can fill multiple roles uh, and can outperform his contract. And if he plays well, you can sign him to an extension. Like those are the types of guys you really need to be looking for to build this roster. So uh, I thought, you know, for everybody who really who thought we were overly negative uh, in the last podcast, which I, I sense was probably going to come, mm-hmm. uh, this, this was a good. I think we all thought this was a good, a smart. Yeah, move. these are the, this is this and Tavis Brand will get to. These are exactly the type of players who they should be signing. Uh, young guys, high upside swings. Uh, I mean, absolutely fantastic. You do not get many at all guys with two-way full-sentence names. Uh, you know, Will Parks and Will Parks. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, you, you add you add a competition to that back end. This is exactly the kind of guy they should be signing. There's maybe not uh, a great answer for why Denver didn't want him back. And maybe, you know, if you are uh, if you are a Shield lover of Vic Fangio, you wonder why he wouldn't want the guy back. But mm. um, other than that, seems like seems like a good guy to add for competition. They they certainly you know right now he's over Marcus Epps, so no reason not to I, add him. I do want to clear up some media reports on uh, or some media discrepancies. Um, mm. As as uh, as an alumnus of Germantown Academy, I would love to take credit for Will Parks, but he went to Germantown High School. Um, Ooh, so that, uh, that has appeared. That has appeared. It, or it was on, on radio and in, in in print. Gave him Germantown Academy. Uh, he went to Germantown High School. So two different schools. But uh, I would love Important to take credit for Will Parks as a fellow as as a fellow alum. Hmm. There you uh, go. Did you have a second. I thought you said two. Clarification. No, just no? one. Just oh, one. Okay. Yeah. I and thought Zeberm uh, was coming in with something a little more hot there. I thought he was ready. Oh, yeah, to cr- no, 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 I thought he to. was really ready to crush somebody over something they said about Will Parks or his fit or something. But it was just high school. That now I'll be honest, that was a little disappointing. I want to give Germantown High School <laughs> some credit. Yeah. All right, good. And of course, the man they call Dinosaur Parade. Yeah, people love that. Great, people like which you can Parade. read on the Athletic. Yeah. Uh, do you think his Twitter handle is Philly Will? Do you think he can become the second most famous? Will from Philadelphia? Mm. After Will Smith? Yeah, presumably. I'm trying to think who the second or Will one would Witherspoon. be. Will Witherspoon, okay. Can Wilt Chamberlain go by Will? Or is that I, I, you know, I just thought Wilt, but no, that's not yeah. a Will. That's Will. Yeah, that's not a Will. Will the, will so, the still. So I, I am not positive on this, but I believe Jake Elliott's dog's name is Willie from Philly. Mm. 
<laughs> oh my god! Again, what is wrong with you? Why? Really? Why do you know that? He's got his own Instagram, I think. Right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, all right. You're both yeah. in on this. Well, yeah. good for you. Uh, uh, do you think? How weird would it have been to walk into the Eagles' locker room at any point over the last three years and tell somebody uh, just based off? Like their personalities and the amount of media that was around them, that Halapul Avati Vaitai was about to get paid fifty times more than Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> That's yeah, a good point. R- really? Wow. Well, once the Lions get involved, you don't know what's going to yeah. happen. I'm glad you crushed you crushed the Lions in your peace shield. I, this is what I meant to ask you before: Is there a new uh, a new fan base that has uh, rallied around hating you? Uh, I ha- I didn't pay as much. I haven't gone through all the comments. Uh, okay. Because so, last last year was the Jets, and you certainly were correct about that. Yeah, the Lions also were not happy last year. I think the 49ers were not happy, but that's okay. I, I don't know. I haven't read what the Bears uh, the Bears p- people have to say about. Uh, I went in on the Jimmy Graham signing a little mm. bit. So, uh, but it feels like they're in on that. You know what? I'll give I'll give credit to uh, the Houston Texans fans. They like no matter how much you crush Bill O'Brien, they just like go over the top. Like I yeah. like the fan bases who hate their teams and their coaches more than like well, any writer could not? ever like, could. Yeah, really. Bill, Bill O'Brien is just flipping the the fan base the bird every chance he gets. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh, okay. Now, now, wait. Now, let's say though that Bill O'Brien wins the Coach of the of the Year award next year. Needs to go to a banquet. Needs a tuxedo. Is looking for a tuxedo. Where should he turn? Mm. Well, the black tux <laughs> believes every groom deserves a better experience when it comes to finding formal wear, a suit or tuxedo for their big day. Did you know the black tux was actually started by two guys who had one of the worst tuxedo fittings you could imagine? It turns out they are not alone in this frustration. Just listen to these one-star reviews. They were, they were getting their tuxedos fitted when they found out that uh, they were Texans fans and their coach had traded away DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick. Potentially so, yes. Uh, just listen to these one-star reviews from competitor tux shops that shall not be named. Go elsewhere. This place is pretty terrible unless you're dressing like your grandpa for Halloween. We felt weird buying a suit from somebody so unhappy we were afraid his bad vibes might follow us to our wedding day, so we left. Now, what I love about the Black Tux is that they have an easy online ordering process that brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Just pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. And if online is not your style, the Black Tux has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it one last time. Talk about commitment. Whether you're buying your outfit or looking to rent, you won't find formal wear experience or designs like the one you'll find at the Black Tux. If you want your wedding to be remembered for the right reasons, order your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy 10% off with code Birds. With code BIRDS, B-I-R-D-S, with code BIRDS. That's theblacktux.com, code BIRDS for 10% off the Black Tux formal wear for the moment. So the other signing the Eagles made, Jatavis Brown, who was a fifth-round pick of the Chargers in 2016 out of Akron. He has uh, some starting experience, but never a full-time starter, 23 starts in four years, and was benched this season after a uh, a pretty bad missed tackle and uh, the selling point on Jatavis Brown, speed. He's very fast, one of the faster linebackers in the league uh, and in terms of 40-time testing. Uh, and the Eagles certainly need speed on defense. So uh, we know they needed help at linebacker. This seems like a good high upside uh, swing to take. He's young. At the same time, uh, as we talked about, the Eagles have not had a lot of success in these uh, bargain basement veteran free agent linebacker when, over the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have a question there. Sorry, we both fell asleep. No, we both agree. Go on, Joe. Uh, no, it's true. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know how high the upside is. I mean, what would the upside be? Like, yeah, average, average starter is probably the uh, best oh, yeah. case. That'd be a home run. That'd be a home run. So we'll see. I mean, 
you know, it, it's kind of twofold with the linebackers. I mean, one is the people they bring in, but then two is sort of what they do when they get here. LJ Fort being the example, you know, he doesn't uh, even get on the field and then he goes to Baltimore and is playing significant snaps for uh, a good Ravens defense and they give him an extension. So, uh, you know, the, the athleticism, I'm, I'm kind of torn at linebacker. I feel like a lot of times it's instincts and smarts and that kind of thing. And you get the guys who are really, I, I would much rather, obviously rather have the athletic guy than, 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 than the non-athletic guy. If he's matched up against a tight end or running back in coverage and it's man coverage, then yes, that helps. But we'll see what they have with him. I mean, I'm fine with the the procedure to just take a bunch of swings at sort of low-cost options at linebacker, see who comes through, and then, uh, and then go from there. I do think it's interesting when we look at their sub-packages to see what they do here coming up and whether they will be playing more dime. I mean, they're just so thin at linebacker right now I don't know which of those guys you would really want out there when you're playing nickel yeah that's a good point and uh you know look in Brown's case it's it's like we've said it's a lottery ticket uh clearly they're not investing much in it um they 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 see traits really the threshold for him is is can he be better than TJ Edwards and Nate Gary uh because unless the Eagles spend a day one or day two pick on a linebacker, and they only have two picks on day one and day two, um, then I, I certainly don't think there's there's going to be someone else who's competing for that job or who's in line for that job, unless you count Duke Riley in there, who, as Bo broke, is the special teams captain. Mm. Uh, so, scoop of my career. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's it's a swing. And it shows what they think of the position, that this is the swing they, they took. Uh, you know, the, the, the speed is intriguing. On a personal note, I, I, I do kind of uh, need him to become a starter because in my <laughs> 20 predictions for 2020, one of them was that they would sign a starting linebacker in free agency. And I've, I've, wh- I've whiffed on a few of these. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, it, it would kind of help my batting average. If Jatavius Brown wins a starting job, so well, well they, might do, well, my real, they might do my, that in like August, right? That's, that's it. True, I was going to yeah. say my real my real Jatavius Brown take is that uh, he seems like a, a fine bet to make, but the like the, this shouldn't be it. The Eagles should probably sign one or two more like similar players. Well, Zach, Zach said they took a swing. I would say, you know, it's not a big swing. I would say it's sort of like a, uh, like when the shift is on and third base is wide open. And you just do a little, yeah, you, you're trying for just a little something to get to first base. That That's like a the type of swing boy. they took. The fake sure. bunt slash. There you go. Okay. I believe he was a high school teammate of Craven LeBlanc's. That's correct. Oh, okay. That, that gets him a point. Yeah. So, you know, he's not going to uh, piss down his leg. What did you think of Malcolm Jenkins? Uh, I don't know. Am I jumping ahead? Was this asked in the questions or no? Anything uh, about Malcolm I, I, I don't think so, no. Okay. What did you think of his um, column on the Players' Tribune? Oh, I'll let Zach go first. Uh, you know, I, I don't think the omission of Howie Roseman was unintentional. As, that was interesting. As we've, as we've said in the past, very little with Malcolm Jenkins is, is unintentional. Um, and I, you know, I, I thought it Did was Did you fairly think his honest. omission of the three of us was unintentional? <laughs> uh, I, I don't, th- I, I mean, I don't think it was something that really resonated with him. I don't, he was like, I need to say goodbye to these guys. Um, but, uh, look, I, I thought what he, he wrote, I thought it was well written. It was well said. And I thought it was, it was a genuine emotion. I, I'm, I'm not in the camp that, that, that was under of the understanding that he wanted to be like the highest paid safety in the league or that he had these outrageous demands. Um, like we covered last, uh, last week, the Eagles did not value him nearly enough uh, or, 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 or nearly as much. I would say nearly enough, but nearly as much as he valued himself. I just think he wanted to be shown appreciation from the organization. And I don't think they were interested in doing much to his contract beyond what was already there. Yeah. I mean, I thought that, letter made it clear that uh sort of as we read between the lines this was this was an active decision on the eagles part this was not like oh uh you know the negotiations were tough and we couldn't agree on a number this was like they just decided that they wanted to move forward without malcolm which is uh a little bit odd i think but uh they're they're uh now gonna have to live with that yeah because i was thinking you know all right so let's say he wanted that second year 
guaranteed. I mean, if it, even if you don't view him as a full-time safety, like, you know, worst case scenario, he's what, like a, a dime linebacker and maybe you play more like, I mean, I feel like in year two, you could find a way to get him on the field for over 50% of the snaps and special teams and all the intangibles he brings, uh, you know, and that's sort of like, a, I feel like that's almost a worst case scenario. It is possible that he is your best safety option in year two. But, you know, I think people are probably uh, tired of that conversation at that point. I think we've all sort of said said what we've thought about it, but uh, that that certainly was interesting. Anything else on the uh, the Eagles front that we should talk about before we get to the questions? Uh, Zach, we got a chance to have a conference call with uh, Javon Hargrave earlier today. Mm-hmm. I would say that it was uh, not the most enlightening conversation, but what did you take away? <laughs> way, to, <laughs> way to sell it! Yeah. No, it was it was it was nice I mean, to talk I'm not to Hargrave about it. <laughs> it was it was nice to talk to Hargrave. Um, he uh, he characterizes himself as a poor man, Zion Williamson. For for those who are interested, mm, just oh, like yeah. uh, just like Lamar Jackson is a poor man's Taysom Hill. Is is that what people call him? That was that was uh, floated around today. I, I don't know. Uh, Brady uh, Papinga, okay. I believe, was the uh, disseminator <laughs> of that opinion. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <okay>. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know what I was reacting to there. Uh, look, he he said that he's getting back to the position that he was that that. He thought he was coming out of college, um, that the Eagles showed him the most interest in free agency, that a lot of people uh, he grew up with kind of thought he was going to go to the Eagles coming out of South Carolina State because of the interest that they showed in him in the draft. Um, it was it was fairly boilerplate. Um, other than that, uh, the origin of the Gravedigger nickname, I asked him that. And it's uh, – so the name Hargrave – it, it it comes from that and his college defensive coordinator when he got there. Um, he labeled him Gravedigger because he puts people on the ground was was Javon's uh, prediction there or I, I guess his supposition. And, <laughs> I think and it's, it's the first uh, time the word supposition has been said on the podcast. And, and it, it, he says that everyone can get a nickname and, and, and his is a good one. So he's, mm. he, he likes the Gravedigger nickname. He said that uh, he said that the Steelers were interested in bringing him back, uh, and the Bills were also involved. Yes. When I asked about who else was involved. Yes, he, and he gave both the "I don't want to get into that" uh, Ooh. answer. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to ask some questions here. I don't, think, I don't need to know like, uh, like uh, how excited are you to play next to Fletcher Cox? Like, give me a little bit of insight into the oh, process. Oh boy, here we go. All right, let's move like, on. Well, seriously, like what? Well, I'm not. I don't need that. That's maybe that's someone else's job. They might. I'm not casting aspersions. I'm just saying I don't give a crap. No, I know that's right. All right. Uh, okay. Let's get to um, let's get to the questions from our uh, our donators. And before I do that, uh, let me see if I can pull up the website and give it to you, fine folks, one more time. Do you have this pin? Do you have the link pinned to your top of your Twitter? I should probably I should. do that. Yeah, I should probably do that as okay. well. Okay. So if anybody wants to get to the link, there's no easy shortcut. So just go to our uh, the top of our Twitter page pages, and uh, we will link it there. And you can click and you can donate. I think we were over three thousand last time I checked. We are. We are at uh, thirty-one ten. Right now, okay. so sixty-two percent of the way towards our goal, which is which is pretty good. And uh, if you want to type it out, it is join dot org slash go to slash birds with friends. Not the easiest, but you know, better than nothing. No, no, no underscore in there, so that's good. No underscore, yeah. Okay, that's All right, always questions. Huge. All right, questions from our donators. Uh, not a ton. A lot of people were, uh, you know, I donated. Don't have a question. Thank you guys for doing it. So that was uh, that was very nice. But the first question is something that we have talked about, and it is towards the uh, notion that we have that if the Eagles were willing to trade for somebody and give them an extension, they should have traded for DeAndre Hopkins instead of Darius Slay. This is from Ryan, uh, and he says, well, while I agree with the premise, I think a piece we may be missing is that Bill O'Brien being the horrible GM he is probably valued David Johnson as an asset on his contract given his past production even though the rest of the league knows that's not the case as such an Eagles uh, an Eagles offer 
equal to the 40th pick and David Johnson might have been something like our first and third or our first and a player like Derek Barnett. Would you rather trade our first and another mid-round pick for Hopkins and pay him, you know, $100 million or a third and a fifth for Slay and pay him $50 million? Well, I would say I would say that uh, I I do believe, as I said, that I, I do think that Bill O'Brien valued David Johnson somehow, but I think that's not quite the apples to apples comparison. I think if the question is, would you give up a first round pick straight up? We all said that we probably would. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, if he wanted, you could have offered Miles Sanders if he was the one person sure. in, you know, who really wanted a running back. You could have, you could have said, all right, I don't know if you could have done this, but you could have traded for David Johnson and then traded him to Bill O'Brien if he really, if he really wanted that. I mean, I don't know. It feels like we are, uh, we are sort of jumping through some hoops to justify why they didn't do it when there is a report from Pro Football Talk that says that they right. thought the compensation and the contract was too much. And I know, uh, Zach, you, I think in your piece that you wrote, mentioned the possibility of, you know, they might have thought that having to sort of give DeAndre Hopkins a new contract might ruffle some feathers in the in the locker room. Didn't you mention something like that? Like, yeah, the, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I would guess the one thing that concerns the team is the precedent with uh, three years left on a deal to, to rework it. My personal opinion there is is like the locker room can get over it to the, uh, that DeAndre Hopkins is a special player. If if you're worried that like Zach Ertz or Fletcher Cox might want might say we're next in line before you do this, I I I I understand you're dealing with a lot, but but knowing both those guys, they want to win and. They know the team needs a wide receiver, and I, I don't think it's mutually. Ex- ex- I don't think it's mutually exclusive, but I do think the Eagles worry about precedent when it comes to three years left on a deal. Yeah, I would classify that sort of explanation as complete garbanzo beans. One of the dumbest and, things I've ever. And heard. grow Not, up yeah, and right. like really learn how to manage the locker room. I mean, Zach Ertz, like he's going to play hard. Uh, uh, you know, every time well, they get it. A new player, he is like over the top supportive uh, of that player, and I mean Fletcher Cox. Really, I, I would say uh, here I would print out his stats from last year and say, "Are you serious right now?" <laughs> I mean, with all due respect, he's a great player when he when he plays at his peak, he's unbelievable. But like, he's in no position this offseason to complain about his contract. He's getting compensated very fairly. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that is just like a made up. That's something that I feel like an organiza- organization tries to uh, get that message out there when they don't have a good reason for why things happened. Well, do not do not uh, at the same time, you know, tell me and brag about your locker room culture and how good it is. And at the same time, uh, you know, think that it's so vulnerable and fragile that, uh, you know, paying DeAndre Hopkins, a 27 year old future Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver is going to crater the locker room culture, like, give me a break. And you just paid Darius Slay a big contract. I mean, I know right. he's going they did into it with his, Darius Slay. I know he's going into his final year, so it's different. It's a little bit different. But you're bringing in a new person who you just are pay, you're paying a lot of money to, uh, you know, and that's not going to the players in the locker room. So, uh, come on, garbanzo beans. Speaking of which, Ryan wants to know uh, the parallel to the Slay trade of a life decision that you have made in your life. Oh man. Parallel to us, that's a tough one. I I feel like I would need to. I I feel like I need to think about this and come back to it in the next podcast. Okay. Parallel to this. In the I meantime, don't, you can. Do you guys have another question? Which was, how was your weekend, Shiel? Uh My weekend was fine. Thank you. I told you. I mean, really, I don't mean to say this is not like a brag or anything. Uh, you know, I have the same sort of worries and stress and concerns as a lot of people. But in terms of like my day to day, what I do from when I wake up to when I go to sleep, uh, there are probably few people whose lives have been less affected uh, than mine in terms of working from home, social distancing, you know, not having a lot of human interaction. Uh, you know, my work is sort of still business as, uh, as usual. And so, um, yeah, that's uh, my, my weekend was fine. Thank you for asking. I uh, my example of a of a Darius Slay thing. Oh, he's uh, got one. Oh, I like I it. I guess I guess without getting into specifics, but like, if, <laughs> if, oh if, no, that's not how it works, no, my friend. Uh, like if if uh, 
if you let's say like in theory if you had like a home repair and and maybe you you tried a few times to go with like an inexpensive option and then eventually you're just like you're just like oh man i'm I'm really gonna have to pay up now because in the past i didn't take it seriously enough i've had instances in the past when i've done something like that so um so to get the real thing sometimes you're like you know i i should have just made a sounder Mm -hmm. investment before Man, yeah, that's a that's a, a that's an outstanding job by Seaburn. Really, just I mean, he comes in and nails it right away. Where I'm saying I need until the next podcast. And I'm a little embarrassed right now. Well, I'm I'm hoping to get a little bit more specific. What's the uh, <laughs> what's the home repair? I, I mean, I, I've I've had multiple things over the year. I, I over the years, right? I tend to, <laughs> to to look for inexpensive options. And like I said about Malcolm Jenkins, you often get what you pay for. So um, it. So uh, sometimes the better deal is not – in the end, you're going to have to pay for it anyways. I'll, okay. I'll, think of a, I'll think of an apt example over – It's a good one. An apt example that I'm willing to share. I'll say. <laughs> uh, a good uh, Peckness Migrate from Matt Howland. Peckness Migrate your quarantine activities. Uh, Zoom happy hour, living room workout videos, and getting into cooking. Zoom happy hour, living room workout videos? Yeah. In I'll getting into cooking, okay? Uh I mean I'm I'm nesting cooking. I've been I've been doing a lot of cooking. Uh we've been doing a lot of cooking around the house. I got no problem with that. That's a thing that can help you out long term. Um I would say I will peck the Zoom happy hour because I got no time for uh, living room workout videos. Uh I I will nest the cooking because I think that that's something that uh, it's a, it's a good attribute to have even after the quarantine is is complete. Um, I am I'm I'm, I'm going to pack the living room workouts um, uh, because that's also probably a good attribute to have after the quarantine's complete. Fair point. And um, and I am um, migrating the happy hours. Like I'm 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 really not that interested in a happy hour. In general, like so, mm. I I agree. You know, I hundred percent agree with this. Like when you reach your, when you're in like your, uh, you know, early you you enter the job force, you're whatever in your early twenties. Like people start getting obsessed with happy hour. What is that? I, I gotta the, tell you. I gotta tell you why I totally disagree. Okay, because uh, middle of the summer or whatever it is. That's come, nice. Come, yeah, that's nice. Come five o'clock, uh, the you know, you take your wife and the and the kids. You get you get an early dinner for a cheaper price, and you get a couple of drinks. And you guys are everybody's in bed by eight o'clock. It's fantastic. Okay, that that's part I bad. agree with. I, I mean, I, I just mean like like at at a certain age, you're 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 not like all right. I'm I'm gonna leave work early, go to happy hour. Oh, I'll, sure. I'll be home. You know, I'll, I'll be home at eight when the kids just are sleeping. Happy hour so. becomes a different yeah. thing. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not even opposed to getting a drink at the, at an early time. I, I don't know. Just these sort of. Um, is probably my general grumpiness. I, I don't know. I I always thought there was like all this hype and like excitement for happy hour. Like, who cares? Mm. Okay. Zach, what's the best thing you've cooked this week? Well, my wife's done most of the cooking, um, so um, <laughs> wait, wow, patriarchal <laughs> society over here. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm so, no, I'm, I'm just saying that. No, no, no. The the best thing I've I've I've, I've made some good sandwiches this week. I'll put it that way. Oh, okay. I'll put it that way. I like. <laughs> like what other way? What other way? What, how well, else no, do you I, uh, read into that? <laughs> <laughs> just saying, I made I made some good sandwiches this week. We uh, got we got the mystery trip to Asia. Mm-hmm. We got the mystery sandwiches. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. All right. All right. Wait. Well, let me, oh, let, and, let me and, just let me just put it this way. I've been making some pretty good sandwiches this week. <laughs> and uh, and and I I have a uh, I have a house thing. Um, I I had an apartment one time where um, where like the so the the fridge had. Mm. Had the uh, water, you know, the, the the water dispenser on the fridge, and I kept trying to change the uh, caps on my own or the mm. filter on, on my own, and I struggled with it. And then, uh, and so it was like laying barren or dormant for a few months until finally I had someone help me. But that's an example where, like, if I just asked for help initially, that's a good I, one. I, yeah, you so. know what's a good one for that is. Um, 
trying to like solve a uh, like a, a pest issue yourself when really you're just going to end up calling the exterminator. Yes. Just go go ahead and do it right away. I mean, I'm never trying to do that by myself. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, okay, next up we have uh, John Demuzio, whose question is: Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized <laughs> horses? Horse, a horse-sized duck or a hundred? Uh, I think the horse-sized duck probably. Uh, Absolutely, the horse-sized yeah. duck. Yeah, I mean, the horse. Yeah, duck. come on, that thing can get that thing can't move. Even that big. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, it could just run you duck. over. But and a duck doesn't have sharp quack, teeth or but... anything. Yeah, so yeah. It has the sharp beak, perhaps. But I mean, are you, and I'm assuming you're just going bare hands here. Uh, I mean, a hundred of anything, like they're, they're running at you. You can, yeah, yeah, sure. that's too much. That makes me nervous. Yeah. Uh, all right, from uh, from Will, he wants to know. Uh, question for Bo: What was your job in New York prior to the Athletic? Oh give us yeah, the, give baby. us the one minute elevator speech uh, oh, about only what your duties minute? and responsibilities were. Go longer if you need to. Well. I don't think I need to. Listen, you have to answer this truthfully. People <laughs> might think this is like some kind of bit, and I and like he, I know what happened, and he tells me off the air. He's all he's been sketchy about this from the first time I talked to him about joining the athletic <laughs> until right now. I have never under I have no idea really what he did on a daily basis. So uh, listen, this person made a donation, and if you don't explain here, you're gonna look really bad. So let's get to it. Well, listen, here's what I here's my my trepidation is that even I don't understand what I was doing for two years. But uh, Um. the the overview is that like uh, my department, we were doing like branded sports related content on social media. So uh, it was really some of the most important stuff that you could possibly be doing as you know, our healthcare workers are out there trying to save the world. This was like the least important thing in the world. Uh, but that could have been, for instance, uh, when Carson Wentz got drafted, I wrote a tweet for him and all the other guys who got drafted for Tide. Um, and it could have been something like we did these videos uh, for the return of the Tide car for NASCAR. Uh, and I went like wrote the scripts and went or, or helped write the scripts and then went down and helped the shoot of the videos. Oh, uh, or just like writing social media copy. So listen, uh, not important stuff. <laughs> but that was social the job. media copy. All right, I thought that I thought that was a, a solid answer. So you were writing, but it was also well, you know, sometimes it was more than social media. Sometimes it was uh, more. I, I mean, it was sports-related content for brands. What does that mean? The What's kinds of things the kinds of things that you uh scroll right past. And then that also do, there was like some am- there was also some amplifying to that of like social media buying. All right, now it's gotten a little sketchier, but all right. He said one minute, so at least we got something. Uh, if you donate going forward, feel free to ask follow-up questions to that because uh you know Writing some tweets for athletes, and I don't know if that can if you can spend a whole day doing that. So I feel like there's got to be something more to it, but uh, we can move on for you now. You'd be surprised how long you can spend writing a tweet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> especially when there are like thirty people who have to weigh in. Mm. Uh, okay, now we're getting uh, to the good stuff. I think that's about. Uh, I think that's about all the questions we have. Okay. Uh, all right. What else we got? Nothing. Any other signings? Nope. nope. Nothing, has, nothing has happened since we've been on here. The Eagles paid Nelson Aguilar like $9.4 million last year. Well, now yes. we know why they weren't able to trade him. Well, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Why did they do that? Well, we said at the time, why did they do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, maybe the, maybe the Eagles will uh, will be right about their wide receiver evaluations, unlike last year, this year. Has any team mismanaged that position more than they did last year? Like, Ooh. that was uh, that was just horrible. What they, like, all three, you know, they had three guys making over $9 million and, and uh, 
And then they end. They spent a second round pick on somebody, and it was just like for the for for what to happen to happen. But they are preparing to do it again. Um, Maybe. Well, I don't think they're they're plan. I, I mean, I think their plans can be different this year. Obviously. If 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 the result of this offseason is no change other than you know Justin Jefferson in the first round, that's not good enough. Oh, I, I think they'll come out of the draft with two. With okay, two Justin Jefferson in the first round and someone in the fourth round. Like that's, I still don't think that that's good enough. What if they spend a first and second rounder on him? Well, that's that part of the problem. That that's part of the reason I hate Dari- the Darius Slay trade because if you want to do that, then all of a sudden you got you have no like people to count on who are going to affect your team other than a wide receiver. But if you don't do the a, Darius Slay trade, is this a trade, Super Bowl roster elsewhere from receiver? Well, if you don't do the Darius Slay trade, who's playing cornerback for you? You know, that's so. So that's the question. Like once you, know, you miss that, and Kevin that was Johnson, the argument. I, 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 that's the argument. I, well, then you're doing the same thing at corner than that, that you have at, at wide receiver. You I know? would much rather do the same thing at corner than do the same thing at wide receiver because I think at corner you can take some swings on these like one-year guys and see if somebody's better. And if not, you know what? The floor is your mediocre defense. And if that's what happens, then that's okay. You can make up for it with a really good offense. And guess what? They're going to be a mediocre defense anyway. You can't make up for a – you can't make up for no pass catchers with – like I don't see the ceiling of the defense high enough where you can make up for not being able to be a top 7-8 passing offense – with whatever you're going to get on defense, I guess they, you know, that's a that's, that's actually a good way to frame sort of the argument of why I did not like the trade. I just like their their passing game. Zach Ertz is their number one receiver um, for this. for all intents and purposes. <laughs> but 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 that's the truth. Zach Ertz well, by default, is, he's going to get the most targets at the, at the end of the year. He's going to lead the team in receptions. He'll probably lead the team in, in receiving yards. Well, no, uh, not if you get a good wide receiver. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's because their wide receivers stink. Get a good wide receiver in here. You know, Ertz still might lead the team in targets and maybe even receptions. He's not going to lead the team in receiving yards. He, you should be able to get a 1,000-yard receiver. Yeah, he played 15 games last year and had 916 yards receiving. That is that good enough for a, wide, a number one wide receiver? Well, when you see what 2-3-4 was on them, no. But if if you have what you had in 2017, yes. Well, now I know I uh, now I know I Mrs. Ertz is wishing you happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we all like Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz should get a lot I of targets. Yeah, yeah but it, it's no, not an yeah. either or but situation. Also, like, the value of Zach Ertz is that he is, <laughs> is 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 that he is a top two or three tight end. Like you're, he's no longer valuable if you're viewing him as a as a number one wide receiver. Look, the whole, I don't want to come off here. Of having him is that you is that uh, the other guys on the outside have to be covered too. I'm I'm not sitting here defending the Eagles receiving core. I think they need to do more than just draft a player or or two. I just think that it's it's not as simplistic as as like if they don't sign Prashad Perryman or they don't sign Robbie Anderson, the offseason's a failure. I, I I don't view it in those terms. We shall see. That's more what I'm countering. Yes. I do think it would be very funny if they signed Devin Funches, who is like the, the, perfect, oh the, the perfect bog <laughs> offense signing. Like. Give them more jump ball specials. Yeah. Right. Imagine if, really if, they, on the if they signed Funches and then like and then and draft, draft T. Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Uh, okay. Well, I, that was a good. I think that was a good spirited discussion. Uh, I don't know if we'll I agree with that. But. Well, yeah. That's, uh, that's up to the <laughs> listeners to decide. Um That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, potentially, we will be back later this week. I mean, we may not have anything better to do, and maybe the Eagles will sign uh, Taylor Gabriel, and we can all go crazy. Well, well, by the way, real quick, my piece coming out on The Athletic tomorrow matches the remaining free agents with mm. teams, and I do not have the Eagles landing a wide receiver. Ooh, who do you have? Uh, I don't have the Eagles landing anybody of the top guys left. Who do you have Anderson and Perryman going to? I have Brashad Perriman going to the Green Bay Packers. Hmm, okay. And, and Robbie Anderson? Robbie Anderson is going to the Denver Broncos. Interesting. Washington okay. has traded cornerback Quinton Dunbar to the Seahawks. 
His That's time in Washington, Washington is Dunbar. Yeah, that that could have been a guy the Eagles could have looked at. I wonder what the compensation is. I don't know. Are you interested? Are you excited by Quentin Dunbar? I don't know. I think he's like a yeah. I think he's like a mediocre starting cornerback. <laughs> okay, that I that sounds step up. Yeah, that's going to be to cost you less. All right. Uh, on the record right now, will Avante Maddox start on the outside week one? Yes. I am going to say no. I think Jalen Mills will start on oh, the outside. Oh, you're gonna go, he's going to go back to the outside and Will Parks is a starting safety. I mean, I love this assumption that the guy's just going to, you know, after they tell us for seven years about how hard <laughs> it is to switch from cornerback yeah. to safety, that all of a sudden this guy's just going to slot in there and be great at it. Maybe, but eh, I feel okay on March, whatever it is today, go taking, <laughs> take, taking the other side of that. If their plan replacing Malcolm is uh is a safety on a one year deal who has never <laughs> been a full time starter, they are getting what they pay for. Well, the other plan is a corner on a one year deal who's <laughs> never played safety before. <laughs> that's, that's true too. That's those true are too. two. Those, those yeah. are two less than ideal for. options. They get, they get what they pay for. You're right. All right. All right. Well, maybe it'll be Marcus Epps. That'll do it for this episode of Burns with Friends. Thanks for listening, and do uh, donate if you have the uh, the means to do so. We would uh, we would appreciate it. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And uh, don't watch press conferences. For Zach and Sheil, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you. Burns with friends.